Hello, and we're back again on Bushido Cast to talk more Bushido. This time, in a bit of a departure from our usual analytical episodes, we're going to have a more informal chit chat about the year we've had with Bushido and what we've done with it, our thoughts on it, uh, what we're expecting to do going forward, and uh, just some fun tidbits, really. Have a bit of a laugh about stuff. So <laughs> I hope that sounds interesting and <laughs> you stick with us. And uh, Today, we've actually not only got myself, but we've got uh, Craig as usual. Hi there. And we've also got special guest, Gav. Hello. I, I, I like that, you know, you talk about it not being analytical and you've, uh, we're going to have some more fun. You've brought the clown in today, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very nice of you. We need, a, we need a comedian as well as that third voice. Uh, so <laughs> I'll do my best. Yeah, good, good. Um, so yeah, I hope um, I hope we'll cover a few different things today. But the first question I have then for everyone um, is actually a little bit of a fun one. I hope. <laughs> so if you could create your own Bushido model and its own profile card, what would it be? So Gav, would you like to go first? Oh, you're throwing me in at the deep end, though. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, had a little bit of a think about this. I, I, my first faction is 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 Rokan, although I'm branching out into into other stuff. But I'd really like to see, and the thing that you know got me into the game in the first place was the the animals, the anthropomorphic animals. Is it so high, so hey. Oh, um, uh, one of them. One, one of those. those. <laughs> so you know, you've already got you've got your panda, you've got uh, uh, you've got the foxes, but they're they're something else, aren't they? Um, you've got your orangutan. Um, I'd want to see first and foremost a tiger, like an anthropomorphic tiger. tiger. Yeah, um, just because it'd be awesome. Uh, kind of, and you start thinking obviously about you know the rules and the, the sort of theme that you want to see there. It's quite difficult, obviously, with a tiger being quite a powerful thing. Like how do you, <laughs> how do you balance it so it's not silly? But conceptually, I was thinking you know a, a tiger that maybe has like two modes, like a kind of stalk mode and a pounce mode. Okay. Um, you know, stalk. Maybe as you're doing that, you've got camouflage, um, and I don't know how how you make these mechanics work. Um, and then with the kind of pounce mode, you know, you just sort of buff up the combat a little bit, a little bit better, but make make it add aggressive and stuff like that. So you know, bit of a bit of a glass cannon potentially hits really hard, but quite easy to take out because it's going aggressive. Um, yeah, I think it'd be a really interesting profile to add into into Rokan, just really cool. Um, and the second choice there is, um, uh, you know, linked to that. I'd want to see a mantis as well, mantis oh. warrior. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I love, the, like... just love the animal theme. It's this, this cracking, you know. Yeah, I, I feel, I feel like I've seen this in an animated film. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially, yeah, yeah. They, <clears throat> they'd have to have names that are um, completely not like those. <laughs> you know, there's a precedent there, isn't there? Some non-trademark yeah. names. <laughs> <laughs> yes but i mean i i definitely would like to see the tiger uh i mean mantis sounds awesome as well but the tiger um yeah that'd be really cool yeah um, i think like yeah i mean I, I i would like to see a tiger or a lion but actually a, a, a actual animal that can be used in the uh, silver moon syndicate rather than <laughs> animal morphic <thing. laughs> 
<laughs> it opens up that question. I, I read an article. God, this is going off topic. Um, about duck tails. All right, we're, we're, we're three minutes in. Do it. <laughs> uh, I read this. It was a ridiculous article about duck tails and how the anthropomorphic ducks in duck tails sometimes go out to feed the ducks, or they like, oh. or they cook like roast duck and stuff. So in the same world, you have like anthropomorphic ducks and actual ducks. So and it's kind of the same in Bushido that you have like these anthropomorphic anthropomorphic animals but you also have normal animals so how, how would they interact if you had a say a, a tiger so what's what's the silver moon animal jaguar or something yeah it's a uh, leopard something like that leopard yeah. yeah so if you had a leopard man would that would, i don't know would they be mates <laughs> <laughs> well it's like the tengu i suppose and you also have birds it's true, so, yeah. Do, do the tengu all... roast birds for the Thanksgiving? No, no, no. They, they get on really well. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's something the Bushido designers need to bear in mind. <laughs> well, you know, the great eagles are supposed to be the spirits of tengu, aren't they? And so hmm. there's a there's connection there. They they kind of there's something going on. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I think that's a really cool uh, profile. Uh, well, the the concept's really good. I, I I play like Rokan and I'd like the anthropomorphic animals as well and that would be a cool model. So mm. yeah. I would say it's it's nice you can build an animal themed list, but it's limited it bit like I said, I think in the, the YouTube battle report we did, you know, the list builds itself if you want to take all the animals. So it'd be nice yeah. to have some different options to, to, to make some different animal themed builds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that'd be really cool. because uh, I agree that's that's kind of one of the fun side of Rokan. Um, okay, cool. Well, so I hope great. I didn't let the side down too much for that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. So, <laughs> anyway, Craig, would you like to have a <laughs> have a go? Fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. I, I think I, I think I mentioned this to you guys before. I just want to do like a dead dead Akari, uh, just like uh, dead. Uh, version of Master Akari who's oh, like okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and oh, the, the, but, but instead of being uber defensive he should be like uber aggressive but have rise <laughs> and um, like you know like mad mad kind of combat still be weak and like minus two strength or so ridiculous but like just uh, more tilted towards being uh, aggressive um, and, did you uh, mean dead or do you mean rabid no, he's definitely dead. He's definitely going to be. He's going to be like a. <laughs> I think Craig, you have more issues about this model than we go into. Yeah, <laughs> but you did ask me if I could. <laughs> obviously, if he's dead, if I could do anything. If I could do anything, if he's dead, off one of your he's, he's he's not alive, and then obviously you can't use a live Akari against him. <laughs> it's a perfect solution. So. Oh, God. <laughs> so yeah. He's obviously a fan. <laughs> yeah, you better hope I don't win a GT tournament. I'll have to read the finer, finer print of those <laughs> yeah, yeah. rules. He'd Maybe a really cool name when he like Master <laughs> Dark Ari or something like that, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I, I think you definitely play around with some words there and um, put Kai right well, in there. You know, I'm you'd be fine. Sure I've heard you call him a, a trash panda before, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so like something like that, basically, just like um, take a profile, make it dead, but invert it as well. And um, yeah, I think that could be entertaining. 
not saying people would want to buy it or play with it. <laughs> it's, it's, if it was my model, then, you know, that's, that would make me laugh. It like a personal vendetta. <laughs> <laughs> well, personal vendettas are probably the best vendettas. So, Darren. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so I, I thought long and hard about this. And basically, I want the client from um, Game of Thrones. <laughs> I want it for my hill tribe people. And I want him a big old weapon. He smashes people around. And I don't really know how it will play out other than, you know, he's probably got brutal. It's probably like an Oni. And uh, he's probably bigger than that, actually. You know, it's a massive model. And um, just really really cool addition probably the last of the giants that sort of thing so you know the hill tribe people can are the only ones that he'll stick with and um it's an, an interesting addition to the hill tribe army that uh it's just a big model basically that you can plonk it on the table so then we get that with uh was it kendish yeah you do a bit too yeah. Yeah, he doesn't go with um hill tribe though otherwise i'd be like yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't know we were allowed to. I, I thought like Ryujin was was like a one-off, you know, the big resin model. Mm. I didn't know we were allowed to, you know, branch out that far with our well, idea. You know, that... I changed my tiger to an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> it's an elephant man, though. That's what... Yeah, yeah, that'd be amazing. Imagine that. Yeah, be like really, really easy to like hit and chip damage off but like 30 wounds or something <laughs> and, uh, and, he, and he rarely hits you but when pretty, he does, pretty sure i have seen a fancy elephant mace in his trunk so that's what you want yeah why would you yeah for that, for that trunk yeah, yeah. Needs. yeah well why wouldn't you i mean <laughs> yeah um yeah so oh, that's quite a good idea um yeah the Ryu, Ryujin even, was uh, actually yeah. one of the winners' models, wasn't it? Is Which is, you know, pretty amazing that uh, PCT Studios were like, you want a massive dragon? Well, we'll make it happen. And that was a lot of work, I'm sure, to make the dragon work. But... Yeah. I've, I've, well, I've, I've got my uh, version now. I've, you suspect you, you've got yours, haven't you? Don't you build it? So... I have, yeah, yeah. I must admit, I'm a little bit intimidated about painting that one because um, studio scheme's so good. Yeah. And it's just, you know, when it's water as well, it's like, how do I make it look like a like water? Just spray it white and put a blue ink on it and it's done. done. <laughs> yeah, I, I was about to say, I think I'm probably going to do a Zenful highlight and then just like douse it with uh, various blue, green, turquoise, uh, maybe even a few red. Uh, glosses and glazes and just yeah just try to try to do it that way yeah washes i think uh, could work well definitely i think it, uh, yeah i i think to to do what they did obviously on studio schemes takes a lot of skill but i think to do lots of washes <laughs> yeah. i think that i think that might work and, and give you a reasonable a reasonably good looking model because i think the model does the hard work then doesn't it if you use washes yeah yeah i mean and the model is the, the quality is really good actually i was really super impressed actually it's one of the best resin models i've had as in in that it had no had very little to clean up and didn't need heating up with hot water to bend bits into shape. yeah um which I was kind of ex- almost expecting. Have you had much curb, curb? Uh, experience with resin beyond fine cast? 
Oh, well, no, no, I've, I've, <laughs> I've used proper resin. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of yeah. comparable with the top-end resin providers. So I've, I, I, I do get quite a lot of models in resin, and I'd say that's still pretty, uh, like, uh, pretty impressive, actually. Uh, you know, it wouldn't compare anything to the bottom end because obviously it's going to be good. But, yeah, it's, it's a nice, clean cast. So, uh, yeah, pretty pretty nice. I haven't actually built mine yet, though. Um, I, I do intend to. I'm just trying to get through the backlog. Yeah. There's always a big backlog with Bushido. I was just going to say, I think that the um, the paint job on the studio yeah. one is is amazing because of the subtlety, and it's kind of it, with that sort of model, it's quite easy to um, kind of overdo your contrasts and stuff. But it's you know it is a really subtle job, um, which works beautifully. It's really really impressive. Yeah, yeah, stunning. It really is. I mean. Yeah, it, it, it has actually been one of the few models which I've been, uh, yeah, find it difficult to know where to start with it. I, I guess we should say if uh, if listeners have um, models that they would make, they should they could send them in and just let us know. They we we are contactable on Facebook and uh, Discord and uh, yeah, we we we'd be interested to find what what. Uh, what monstrosities you can make. <laughs> you literally created the yellow Why? <laughs> no, but it'd be actually be really interesting to find out actually uh, what different ideas people come up with. Um, I think I was sort of, <laughs> probably more tone cheek than I expected. <laughs> oh, I was serious about my animals. I'd like to <laughs> there's no tongue in cheek there. <laughs> Gav's committed. To, Gav's committed to his. Darren. Yeah, maybe, maybe a bit generic and not very creative. I, I think we're, we're guilty of that, but yeah, <laughs> sorry. A giant's normal, but <laughs> animal people, God, <laughs> from from a tengu player as well. He's like, <laughs> so what's next? What's next on the agenda? Oh well. So, yeah. So okay then. Um, so. Some, some sort of questions really regarding the okay so start off with, we've all only been playing for just Bushido for just over a, a year now right um yeah so in fact gav you've uh, re- only recently got into it in well in terms of months really. it's funny i was looking back uh, through my my, my so, Flickr album to see what i'd painted this year and um yeah the first Bushido stuff started showing up around march so so yeah between march and now okay um <laughs> the, I, I suppose there's the painting side of it and then there's the gaming side of it um and i've still I've, I've played less than 10 games total which is which is quite shocking <laughs> considering how much how much i love the game yeah. um well you've been on a podcast <laughs> <laughs> talk about my bushido expertise yeah you're qualified <laughs> double digits Double digits, yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone has to play that million, mostly because like we got into it and then uh, obviously like yeah. physical yeah. games sort of stopped. Uh, I was looking at, I was also looking at my photos, and I think it was around January time or February. Me and Darren had a few demo games, or I gave Darren a demo game basically, and uh, that was back in the day when these ten U distributors <laughs> would run at you, and he was like, "Why am I losing on turn two all the time? My ten U are running at your Oni and just dying." I just get their wings, like, yeah. start flying. Um, <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, <laughs> it's like, ah, tactics, objectives, <laughs> play into the mission. Yeah, and that was actually quite good. But yeah, it was, it was, they were there in the early days. And uh, I, I gave Rob a demo around February. and But then obviously face-to-face gaming kind of just stopped. Um, we've got about three games in face-to-face so far um, uh, since then. So yeah, it's been pretty sparse. Lot, lots of, uh, well, quite a few anyway. Uh, it feels like a few uh, games on, on tabletop similar but it's not quite the same yeah we've had an unusual experience because we've recorded those those youtube bow reports and so that kind of forces your hand a little bit to kind of i don't know swat up on the rules and, and think a bit more about your games than you normally would yeah um, I, I guess like definitely yeah. looking back you can see some errors and stuff which is quite handy to kind of like uh self-critique but yeah definitely it's different and also i think when you're filming it's like you uh i, I don't know you just sort of the games we have when we're filming tend to be uh, a bit more unusual. I think we, it seems to me anyway. Like the games I have on tabletop simulator are a lot more kind of close right to the end. But the games we film, I think we've just gone for what we think of kind of entertaining lists, and they've been a bit swingy. So yeah, I, I guess uh, we've been trying a lot of new stuff out basically, and so uh, uh, we 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 hope that's entertainment still because actually it sort of shows you kind of more like how the game could go so it's good to kind of like road testing of the game but i think i think as we get into it more it will kind of like get into more uh sort of regular games where you have a lot of uh to and fro into the very end that kind of stuff and uh a little bit more kind of standard list True, build behind it there's so many interesting exciting yeah. lists to try out it's hard not to have a go at them yeah yeah, absolutely, absolutely, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it would be it would be great to be in that position where we played like you know hundred games, you know, each, and you tried all these different builds, and you've got that kind of total unconscious competence, which you know you, I don't you feel you like do I've it got. Well, actually, <laughs> I guess that's yeah, the, but it, uh, it's the still nice. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, we do our best, but um, yeah, and I think it's you know it. it the, the the philosophy of putting those together, I suppose, is is mm. you know because there wasn't that much content out there, right? And it's kind of what, what would I want to watch is is what drove it really. It's better these days, I must uh, admit. It's it's good to see over the year, like well, we we upped our game. I think we've got uh, fourteen episodes out now. This will be maybe the fifteenth, uh, and, and three videos out there. We would have done a lot more to be honest if it wasn't for uh, lockdown. Um, but there is, there's, there's definitely yeah, more there's out there now um, than, yeah. than when we first started. Which, yeah, so it's like it's good. It's like you know everyone's spurring each other on and kind of like very encouraging. Uh, more podcasts popping up as well, which is which is good. Uh, so yeah, I I because yeah, I, 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 I like you said I, I basically I make content that I like to listen to and I like to listen to other people's content as well, uh, particularly when I'm painting and stuff like that. That kind of uh, works for me. So I think if we're achieving that, then we're doing something useful for the uh, for the community yeah, and for ourselves. So yeah, it's I pretty good. So aside from the gaming guys, what have you um like got done this well, year in terms of like models? I, I, and stuff? If I can go first, I, I basically have three Bushido armies. So yeah, and um, I think that's a, for me that's a real big achievement. Like I do paint quite a bit anyway, but um, I basically I've painted Tengu Rokan and Jung and Jung and the Tengu are 
uh, pretty much the entire range, if not the entire range. Uh, I think I may have one or two models left over to do. And then um, Rokan is all the monks, basically, um, but none of the peasants. So, but that range of math. Yeah, the other stuff, like the statues. And oh, stuff yeah, the statues and the, the animals. animals. Yeah, the, to be fair. Um, and then to be fair, that, that was one of my main lists that I've used during the year is is the um, the shishai and the animals together. have been something I've really enjoyed. Uh, they've been really fun. Uh, quite a different list and thrown, thrown a few weird rule questions and weird dynamics go into the mix, but overall, but, you know, been super fun to play with. Um, so yeah, like, um, I, but I've got a little bit of, out of every, every army I played for sure. Like I, I like all three of them, but getting them all built and painted. Cause I think I started the year with no Bushido model painted. So, you know, it's, it's a good, I think for me, it's a good achievement. Yeah, totally. And they're, they're yeah. beautiful jobs as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I really, I really, what I've quite enjoyed is seeing, uh, like, because you painted Rokan, Gav's painted Rokan, Mike uh, is painting Rokan. Everyone's had like a very different take on them, even though it's like the same kind of colors in a way, just different styles come through. So it's it's been really nice to sort of see uh, see the variety. It's just different shades of orange, Craig. Look, <laughs> <laughs> so for the player Rokan, he's painted his Wolf Clan orange. orange. Yeah. <laughs> As if they know yeah. yeah. I, I'm really worried that they look like Rokan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got darker, darker hues. It's of like orange. they put their clothes in the same wash and they're like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine them like blending into an autumn. Um, they're going autumn colours, yeah. Yeah. I, I did stop at the wolves. I kept the wolves grey. Uh, I'm going to keep them grey. I mean, they've only base coated at the moment. A bit of airbrushing. Uh, yeah, but I, there you is actually. Them it, you could have done ginger wolves. They, they do. They somewhere. do. Um, Ethiopian yeah. wolves, I think, are are kind of like uh, uh, reddish hues or red, red and orange. I think I did some research anyway, and there there, there was an animal out there that kind of like. I could just about pass it off, but it was be. I think everyone would look at them and go, "Why have you painted them like foxes?" And I, yeah, I just thought that's the problem, isn't it? I mean, the bases will be unified anyway, and actually, a bit of variety won't hurt. And, and uh, this is what so we and Gary were talking about earlier. It's like you don't have to paint everything in a unified way uh, in a kind of skirmish game. It doesn't. I mean, no, we do yeah. tend to. I think we gravitate towards that because it's probably more efficient and uh, just the way that armies have kind of been uh, developed more more recently i think so we kind of follow that path but uh you can definitely you, all, all sorts of random colors you could throw in i mean definitely with the 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 ura stuff as well you can you know you can really just have a completely uh mix uh, uh ununified force going and it would still look great um if you have more militaristic force i think you generally would expect more consistency but some of the others you could you could get away with it. It's hard to deviate from orange, so I guess if you're Rokan, <laughs> back, back to the star. But yeah, it's hard, it's hard to do anything else. Yeah. Uh, what I was saying about about the Pashido models, yeah, is that, uh, and that's the joy of it for me, is that every model is unique. Well, not every. I mean, you do occasionally get the duplicate profiles in the same card. But, um, you know, just approaching a, a warband or a faction as a painting project is, is great because, yes. you know, it's always painting something new. Um, and you can kind of approach each one as like a character model, like you do for a, for a bigger army, you know, with you know 
Kings of War or something like that. And it, you just don't get that kind of, or certainly personally, I haven't had the same kind of burnout yep. that you that you get. It's like, oh, it's another unit. And I never get that whole daunting, like, oh, I'm looking at this big unit of 40 models. It's all the same. Um, and you kind of, you don't even want to start with Bushido models. There's always, there's always another one you can pick up, even if you're not, you know, yeah. you know, there's one to paint to finish the faction. You don't really want to yeah. fancy at that moment. You just pick up a different model. Um, so it's really kept me, kept me motivated and, you know, churning stuff out this year. You two are prol- prol- prolific painters, really, though, aren't you? Like, Darren's, like, literally counting the number of factions he's painted. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I mean, mostly when he's like, I've done three, three what models, no factions. <laughs> it's like, oh, I didn't do the peasants. So, okay, uh, it's like, yeah, it's like, that, 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 I mean, yeah. yeah, it probably helps that you don't have children, Darren. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that, that helps. <laughs> okay. I can't, that's no excuse. Because I'm nearly there myself. I've got all of the Rokan done, every model. But all the ninja, apart from apart from Axiom, who's sitting half-painted on my desk, I don't know what to do with him. Do I paint him as a ninja or a Jedi? I'm not sure. <laughs> Ooh, Jedi. Jedi. <laughs> and then I'm crack, cracking through all the Ronin as well. That's the next target is everything from the Ronin store page done. So uh, nearly there. You're not making me feel any better, Gal. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Well, actually, actually, that was going to be one of the things I was going to talk about. There's a Ronin that um, it's a, it's been a bit of a, a recent re- re- revelation to me, but it probably isn't really a big one to most people. But the fact is, I've got so many Ronin now that I can actually I can dab my toe into different factions that I no, won't necessarily buy fully into. So, for example, I've got enough Ronin recently because uh, I brought the Imperial March theme which is pretty restricted themes, only like nine models or something. Really cool models, though. But it allows me to... I had my first, my first Ryu model, and now I'm like, well, if there's any Ryu model that I particularly like, I could just buy it, and I could actually use enough of my, my mm. Ronin to create a faction around them, you know, an army around them, you know? Um, so it kind of opens it up. So I don't have to have, like six of a fa- models of a faction that I, you know, potentially don't want to buy into. I can just have one or two particular centerpiece models and then put Ronin around it. And then all of a sudden I can play something completely different. I think you might have accidentally stumbled on GCT's marketing strategy there. Darren. Don't, don't think about it too hard. We get resentful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, I think it's good. Uh, you know, it allows you to to get into it a little bit to a faction without going full hog into it. And I really like that. And because um, before I've been pretty much focused on a faction, but now I'm like, well, I've got enough Ronin. So if I want to throw in, I don't know, a, a samurai from this clan or whatever, that's fine. You can do it. And um, I can paint that model. And for me, that's really cool because I, I can bring in, I can look through the entire range. And if I find something that I like, there is nothing really stopping me from buying it now, which is always nice. That's sort of like, oh, you, you know, you, a lot of model ranges, you find models that you like, but you're like, I don't want to buy an entire army to have this one commander, you know, whereas now it's like, yeah, go for it. You're like, have your commander. You've already got the Ronin to go around him and, you know, you're fine. Yeah. Well, that's kind of, I brought into a rage and just for the model, but then I started to look at him thinking, don't really play jump. Uh, but got a load of <laughs> Ronin. That would, uh, 
Yeah, so, you know, you just I I, I, I indulged in that one. I, I, it's not a cheap. It's good, one, it's, it's good it's, model. It's cool. You could you could literally um, buy that just for the model itself, and there's no doubt. About uh, that. It's, yeah, that's what I did. So it's like, uh, but then I started to think, could I make it work? And yeah, you look at kind of the options you have. You don't actually really need like you know any uh, any uh, you know any particular factor specific, specific model. And you could you kind of fill out you know a fair amount so yeah it gets you thinking like you know what else you could throw in like you said with the reuse stuff it's like well if if you've got like the starter set you buy a few extra bits here and there before you know it you you can field six models worth and yeah or it's not a lot a lot of investment to get the extras so like i said that's probably a a kind of branch off thing yeah i'm amazed at the self-control that's been implied here because like I don't know. As soon as I start a faction, it's, it's that collector thing like kicks off. I've like, got to get every model in it. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm reluctant to dip my toe into any other factions because it's all over yeah. at that point. But you are buying all the Rollins, so, you know, yeah, the, doors, I, the door's open. It, it, won't, it does worry me because I, 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 I kind of think at some point, like, am I actually just going to have every model for every faction? Uh, yeah. It's kind of a bit extreme, but not unrealistic, right? <laughs> I've I've paid every model for Silver Moon, which is like they're bound to release more models for Silver Moons and update all the sculpts now because that's that's how it works, right? <laughs> yeah, <Totally. laughs> that's how scheduling works. <laughs> Speaking of which, yeah, I, I just did the uh, the Grey Pilgrim, which is probably the, uh, objectively the worst model in the whole whole range. I would have thought. Um, yeah, I, you know, I think it's fair and yeah. it gets so hard. It, yeah, I mean, I think it's most generally disliked because yeah. of reasons. I mean, the profile yeah. though, so good. The profile, is <laughs> yeah. Sweet, yeah. But it was so a tricky good. thing to do because the model's so so. Uh, you know, I, I hate to because somebody sculpted it, right? I hate yeah, to think on it yeah. too much, but um, you know, I did a little bit of conversion to it, and I'm really happy with how it came out. I think it looks. You know, I'll be happy to feel yeah. it. But you can't. Yeah, you know, oh, how much time and effort do I put into this? You know. Well, the, the weird thing is, all you did basically build out his chin and put like a bit of a, a, a top on it. Yeah, and it like, wasn't much work. That 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 looked really good. So, like, if people are handy with green stuff, like you can definitely mm. definitely kind of like make that model like. And then instantly, it's and, it, and to be fair, it's, it's definitely not the worst I've seen. If we think about like even like think think brands like Infinity, Corvus Belly, and they have amazing lines now but you know they always had this one skeleton in the closet you know so it's not um unheard of i think most most miniature brands will have one model that yeah probably doesn't yeah. stand out for the right yeah I, I guess it's just <laughs> it's, it's gonna get restocked at some point and then you'd be like oh damn it i put some effort yeah. into doing yeah. this one that's all right i mean <laughs> it's not as bad as like most of the slash range ever <laughs> but, <laughs> well they're not so bad wow. these days but like you know just some of that stuff is like yeah i don't know it, it, I, going off topic here but yeah there's, there's always there's always a model or two that you, you're not yeah. a fan of um but yeah so i so I think that's um, a good round. Go what, 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 what have we paid? <laughs> yeah. what, have we, what have we been paying? So that, yeah. I think that was Darren. <laughs> yeah, oh, really? Okay, Craig. <laughs> what have you done, Craig? So I, I think I've counted them the other day. I've made 133 models this year, which is like more than I've wow. done in the last decade. Um, so that's a lot of models for me. Uh most of them yeah. are Bushido, not all of them. I've been dabbling in some other games and some bits here and there. So, 
heresy, heresy. Yeah. but uh i won't mention these games on the machine podcast but yeah <laughs> uh complimentary games i say but yeah it's uh it's been a pretty good year i've particularly enjoyed like just pushing my skill level in terms of like maximum output for the time involved uh which is different i think to where you guys are because you've got like so much under your belt already i'm just trying to like get to reasonable numbers so i'm, I'm always trying to like get uh like a if i get like a a war band done in a, a couple of weeks or a month that's that's pretty good going so that's kind of like my target if you like so get my technique down i think airbrushing has helped uh the different uh washing techniques has helped as well so i've read up a lot on painting techniques and stuff like that so basically i'm like if i was painting for a living what would i do to improve my process and speed my uh, process up while also getting the quality to the level i need it to be and just apply those techniques uh so i've, I've read up on i think it's the lazy painter guide from dimitri bogarth he's uh it's all free mm. i'm not affiliated or anything so i'm not trying to plug his stuff it's just it's free and it's there uh if you if you google it uh it will come up but uh it's, it's, it's a really good like theory and practical guys on how to paint. And I've applied a lot of that to my process. And that, yeah, that's that's really worked for me. It sped me my painting uh, time up a lot, that allowed me to get stuff done that, you know, probably not quite the same quality or, or, or look to it, different style for sure, but I'm pretty happy with the result. And the fact is like they're painted rather than just sitting in an army case for 10 years uh, waiting to be painted. <laughs> so that's a significant improvement. I've been really impressed, actually, Craig, because uh, I've always been a fan of your your painting, kind of your old school stuff. But and, and it has a specific style. It's very, uh, very controlled, very neat. Um, you know, lots of kind of like tiny, intricate kind of freehand and stuff. You know, real high end stuff. Um, and I think you know, changing that that style around to 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 do something quicker and more kind of painterly. I would I would call it. Um, is a you know, it's a big kind of yeah. Leap. It's- um, and you, you pulled it off really well. I mean, it's a very different style, yeah. uh, but it works, and you're churning stuff out. So, like, yeah, yeah just, 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 yeah. It's the thing. It's like now I can kind of like think about what I've got in my backlog and sort of think, okay, there, there is a, an end in sight. I could kind of get through this, and I'm trying not to buy more stuff till I got through uh, through that, uh, which is which is hard, you know. And then obviously, I brought the Brotherhood and Raijin and stuff like that, but. Uh, so that's not always going to plan, but uh, you know, you you always want to buy the new hot stuff, don't you? Uh, but you need to make space for that, and, and also get around to playing with all the stuff at some point. I, I particularly enjoyed painting the Buto, though. I think they were probably one of the highlights of the year in terms of just general enjoyment. Mm, it's just uh, like as, as I said, it's like I didn't go for like top end kind of like little detail or anything like that. It was just like how good can I make these guys if I try to do it in two weeks. And uh, and I did it, and, you know, just decent enough. Kind of, you know, pretty happy with the output. Oh, they look amazing. Yeah. Yeah, really I mean, as, when you look at stuff from a tabletop distance, you 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 can only see so much. A lot of the detail I was putting in before. This is why we play on tabletop similar. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> you don't play at all. It's like no one can see them, so who cares? <laughs> so, but no, it, it's uh, so yeah. So I guess like I. I, 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 I've ebbed and flowed throughout the year. My motivation has has been fairly good, though. I, I, I have tried to use this year productively to to kind of make some gains in my hobby uh, uh, world. But uh, 
I, at some times, I've definitely like been a bit uh, lacking in energy for for painting or, or anything like that. And and I think just knowing that you can break through something in a reasonable amount of time brings you back in back to the painting table and gets you going again, gets you fired up. I, f- I find if I get the the spray coat right, that that then just makes me want to come back to the painting table and finish them off. So that that's I, th- I think that combination of of uh, spraying and, and varnishing and more glazing is uh it is it's really kind of helped well i think i think that's the real key real key thing this lazy painter guide is airbrushing your models and then using glazes and washes to do a lot of the work for you and also realizing what is important to paint and what isn't important to paint is that right yeah pretty pretty much so basically by models that basically paint themselves and then like good models basically so it doesn't work as well on, on less like you know uh lower quality models but if a model's good which like all the new stuff is really good then a, a lot of the details are already there you just need to bring it out and yeah that's that's basically the premise of it there's a lot more detail behind it and stuff like that and i think it's a different way of painting it's like if you're trying to pick up i know using contrast paints or whatever a, a lot of people out there i think are thinking about how do i improve my process and speed while getting at least as good if not better results and uh and this is just another another avenue to that uh and there's, there's some really good articles on there so i do enjoy that I, I i find now i put more time into thinking and planning ahead um and less time actually executing because if i get that bit right then it, it's a short duration to, to actually completion so there's, there's a lot more of that going on where before i think i was very much painted in a very standard kind of like uh by numbers the way that uh we probably grew up painting like you know lots lots of kind of like uh building up the, the, the highlights very steadily and uh and, and uh painted like uh from a black and black and like that. Still gone away living from in all the 80s that. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> so let's say uh he's great he's great but yeah no, it's been... halford's great primer it's amazing Okay. What? That's not game <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, to be fair, I, I, my my paint style can be a little bit <laughs> tedious, I think, uh, at times, and I think it's a very much a layer wash kind of affair. But uh, I think the funniest thing is seeing you paint human oh. flesh because you've painted like orcs and gene stealers and all the aliens basically for yeah. many years, and we see your flesh. I mean, to be fair. I, I think you did one that it did scare people. Uh, <laughs> you painted this face, so of this face, it was like a nomad or something. It was pretty. <laughs> it's like what's is this? Uh, is this this uh, HP Lovecraft horror game? <laughs> and Darren's Darren's managed to turn that around. He can he can do human flesh yeah, now. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's obviously why I play ten games. <laughs> but no, I do. Have, yeah. That, that that is one weakness. Yeah, it is, it is a weakness of mine. Actually, it is one of the things that I struggle the most. I still swear by it. You cannot beat for flesh tones. Bestial brown, or I think it's Mournfang brown these days. That that brown shade and white. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I discovered. I used to work for Games Workshop. And I discovered by mixing. Um, you used to have uh, dwarf flesh and elf flesh with colours. Yeah. Uh, and if you mix white into bestial brown or mournfang brown now then you get dwarf flesh and if you add more white then you get elf flesh 
um, and you add more white and you just, you know, you, you get your highlights on top of that. So it just works. Perfectly. You can get any tone that you want on it and you can kind of vary that tone for, you know, different different skin tones if you want. And then if you really want to mix it up, then you just replace uh, the, the bestial brown with a slightly different shade of brown. So all, all of my flesh work now is is about seven shades of uh, glazes. Yeah. I, I, I literally, I, just paint, I paint it... Uh, like a witch flesh is like a very light white kind of off white and then it's just it's just progressive layers of uh of uh sort of brown shades really and then the purple shade at the end um and it works it's really easy and really really satisfying the only thing is you have to be really careful of your mold lines and your preparation if you get your prep right and everything's very nicely prepared and, you know, any imperfections in your uh, setup process will be revealed if you use this technique. But, yeah, if you get that right and remove all those nasty mold lines, get your uh, get your kind of zenfuel right and everything, it, it, it just takes all the hassle away. And it looks very realistic. So uh, really, really happy with that. It's, uh, it's yeah, yeah, anyway, we should actually gather. Yeah. You haven't told us, I don't think, anyway, uh, what you've done this year. Yeah, I think I did. I just slipped it in while other it's, people were talking. You slipped yeah. in. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the, the, the whole Rokan range, the whole Ninja range. The whole um, oh, okay. Working on the, uh, the, the Ronin at the moment. It has, it, your painting has had really good response from Facebook. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I tend to stick stuff on Facebook when I can, yeah. Um, yeah, no, people seem to like it. It's, it's good. Uh Oh, also, I suppose while we're talking about stuff we've done, <laughs> built like two boards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just like it's, it's actually quite shameful the amount of stuff I've painted and you know built two gaming boards and only played ten games. <laughs> a couple of which in tabletop simulator. You don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a tabletop simulator mod. Then we're impressed. <laughs> Get that um, Bell, hey, stopping that turning into a gemstone. That's the oh god, yeah. <laughs> that's only a rendering thing. That's no, honestly, actually, the guys that the guy that uh, does uh, the mod for the uh, tabletop simulator is, is doing an amazing job. Honestly, uh, you know, yeah. a, a guest, but yeah, amazing job. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, that's true. Though I've I've also painted a or prepared a gaming table, and it was only this year as well. So again, the irony is obviously it's like not being used, but uh, you know it's there, and there's always a nice. I've gone for a lot of 3D printed terrain now, like yeah, uh, yeah, it's really so good. Get craft miniatures. That kind well, of I only just realised that um, yeah, it doesn't uh, project. It's what's the 3D Alien Worlds is the is the uh, artist, is that they? They do yeah, the, the designs, um, yeah. But you can buy it from Mastercraft, yeah, which is where I get all stuff. Yeah, I've got to get some base uh, um, line of sight markers, actually, from them. Um, and, oh, my God, it wouldn't be an end-of-year wrap-up, would it, if we didn't talk about the, the, the base um, clips, the line of sight markers. <laughs> Jesus. I think since, since I first started putting stuff on Facebook, painted stuff, like the questions were always, where did you get those base rooms? Um, and they're amazing. They're, they're really good. They are good. As, as, as a professional painter, though, you probably feel a little bit, like, underwhelmed. <laughs> Half the questions are, where do you get the face rims? But they are, they are nice face rims, but what about my model? <laughs> no, it's all good. I mean, I, I must say, I, I, I got a load of them myself. Uh, 
they just this is like you know easy to click on and stuff so uh, so i hate that in infinity where we had to keep painting on like the line of sight arcs uh, I, I actually got like a stencil thing in the end because to do it manually is actually pretty pretty haphazard uh, <laughs> that's how i like to get those 200 degrees <laughs> <laughs> i need those extra extra degrees there um you know it, it, it would be a little bit dicey like uh where, where to draw a line and stuff so uh like i would always play fair but i'm pretty sure there's some <laughs> dodgy stuff going on <laughs> uh but uh yeah like you, you don't you don't have to kind of like because display wise you don't really want like uh line of sight things permanently painted on the side i mean you can if you do it like a really nice kanji kind of thing where you've got like the uh proper symbols for left right and, and forward and stuff or whatever or, or high symbols yeah that's to, hard like that that's that's nice but that's hard and also you've got to be really careful where you place them but uh it just takes all the hard work out and it looks good as well mm. so that uh, looks fantastic it yeah. really does finish off the model but yeah i'm definitely a, definitely a fan of all this 3d printing stuff it just uh it, it's just a big a big step up from mdf so i, I brought I, I i did buy a lot of mdf train to start with but uh, I still got it because I, I think if I need to fill out a second table, I use it. But my preference is definitely for the uh, printed stuff now because I, I think the three D printing uh, quality has gone up so much lately. You can get some really good stuff there now, and I, I don't have a three D printer, so I can't print it out myself. But if I can find someone who can sell it, then I'll, I'll buy it. Uh, Darren's got well, uh, Mike. Uh, he prints his own stuff, doesn't he? So he can just do phenomenal stuff at whatever scale he wants. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's not a bad investment. Mm. Maybe it's the next thing for a group, eh? <laughs> yeah, well, I could imagine you buying one and painting it up and doing all sorts of stuff. Buy, buying a three D yeah. printer and painting it up. Wait a minute, like paint all the stuff. I'm not sure <laughs> how that works. <laughs> print, print another printer. <laughs> print a printer from the printer. <laughs> it's, it's a foolproof strategy. From the... <laughs> uh, no, I, I can imagine you like printing stuff, paint it up in no time. It'd, it'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, I think it's the space. I, I would have bought one if I had a place to put it. It's the same issue I've got my airbrush. A lovely airbrush. Like, love using it, but I can't keep it permanently set up. Like you were saying earlier, yeah. like if you're with your new painting technique, you spend more time thinking about it than doing. I think that's airbrushing all over, isn't it? So, um, yeah, you, you do a little bit of a little bit of spraying, and it's like an hour of you know set up and put away. Um, it's uh, i've got because mine's permanently set up i have oh, got like go. this this i have got a bit of a, a big uh bambi uh compressor uh which to us is, is complete completely <laughs> completely uh it's i i think i've brought up recommendation but i i honestly think it's like completely over the top for the job but uh it it it's it's a good compressor anyway, so it should last at least. Uh, but it's set up in the garage, so I don't have to worry too much about that. I find I find the main thing is like once you get going, you really want to be doing it for I don't know, like four hours, maybe six hours. Uh, you you also obviously have to uh, like uh, clean out your uh, airbrush like many many times during that period. But you you want to get good use out of it. Uh, just to, as you said, like that setup costs and everything. You just want to like think of it like a production line, or at least that's how I do. Like. I know I'm going to airbrush like 30 bases in one go and uh, and then like another six models and another six models and I break them off into little camps. These guys are going to be mostly red. These guys are going to be mostly brown. That that kind of level of production. Yeah. Uh, then you get the then you get the time saving out of it. Otherwise, like you said, it's, if you do it piecemeal, it's very kind of... But then I think if you, if you do that, 
then when you come to use a traditional brush, um, they're, they're kind of like half done. So it's a lot easier just to sit there for like an hour or two and finish the model off. I find that, you know, the, most of the hard work's done. So at the weekends, I basically try to airbrush and then in the evenings, if I have any time, uh, I try to do traditional brushing. That, that, or brush work, that, that works for me. I think that's a good way of kind of like breaking the job down. Yeah, yeah. totally legit. I, I, I have found that you can get similar nowhere near the same when you're painting terrain and stuff i've been using rattle cans um with the you know the same kind of techniques uh just like different shades of say creams and whites and stuff to to, to paint yeah yeah um, scenery. i i did my first uh nurgle models with my first m4 highlight were nurgle models yeah. i just like blasted them with black and blasted them with like a, a flesh tone and blasted them with the white I wouldn't necessarily recommend it for anyone doing like really fine work, but if you're just like trying to get a gist of what what it works like, it's not the worst thing in the world. And then just went over it with a load of washes, and it actually looked okay. But Nurgle is very forgiving. So this this was back in the day, but uh, that was like my first like you know attempt to even think about how this this kind of stuff might work. But it's like anything you learn new skill, you try mm. to like develop it and, and hone it. I'm I'm still learning very much. But there are, you know, I, 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 I've learned enough over the years to be able to be kind of like at the point where I'm saving time now. I think there's a bit of a time sink at the start, which is uh, another thing to kind of weigh up, I guess, if you're looking at doing things that way. Uh, but once you've kind of got over that, then there's a lot of gain after that. So, yeah, it, it's it, it's a different way of thinking about things. And I think it kind of depends on what your painting habits are and, and, and uh like you, you've got a lot of use out of your airbrush, I think, especially on like power weapons and stuff like that. Really good effects on those. So, yeah. like, yeah, like you again, get different things. Out yeah, there. like you, I would do that in, in batches. Um, it's yeah, it's difficult to justify getting out just to do like one one power. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas if you do, trying try to convince Darren to uh, go for an airbrush because I think uh, that's that's what he needs to like. He's not paying bonus fast enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. Oh, geez, this has turned into a podcast about airbrush painting techniques, yeah. isn't it? What, uh, what was your next Bushido related? Yeah, yeah. I think we did have some. I think we did have some questions. Yes, yeah. I've only paid for might another quiz. Only three Bushido armies in one year. Not good enough. <laughs> 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 Get an airbrush. Get an airbrush. You can double that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I must admit, obviously, um, lockdown has helped with the uh, amount of time available for painting. But anyway, back to questions. So um, I've got some generic questions <laughs> that I really am interested to see what you guys say. So which model did you most enjoy using in your games this year? And um, we'll start off with Gav. Oh, geez. Um, oh. What games? <laughs> and your virtual games <laughs> uh, that's a really tricky one I, hmm. I, I think I'd have to say um, uh, Kasuki okay just uh, and I've only used him in one game I just I just really love the profile I, I, I love that he's got so many kind of choices to make yeah and I, um, I think that's a really good choice because for me he's one of those models that kind of breaks the rules in a super interesting way He's like, normally you can only do one of these things, do both, like both the special attack and defense and at least do some crazy 
like Bakudo is very much a like um, a, a hidden hand kind of uh, what will they do? What will I do? Kind of game, right? I don't, you know, that sort of thing. And Kazuki's like, well, I can do like the options that he has is like about twenty, and whereas your opponent may have three. <laughs> yeah. it really, he he's just super interesting. I think if you get him right, he'd probably outthink most people. But I I've only used him once myself so far, and I, I really enjoyed him. But um, yeah, I think the profile is super interesting. I think it's a great challenge. Yeah. To, to be honest, when, I think when you played him, he'd kind of just run around a bit, oh, he, like trying to, really, try yeah, to try to beat up a street urchin. I've twenty ways to beat you up, and each of them is good. <laughs> so yeah, it wasn't as interesting as when I think against another really good fighter. I think he's one of those models probably will shine actually against a good fighter because you could probably have. Well, I used him. He went up against uh, the the fightiest of the Blood Brothers. Ooh, that's hard. Um, that's hard. And he did go down, but I think he held him for a couple of rounds. Oh, okay, that's good. That's good. I mean, the, yeah, the fightiest of the uh, the brothers, Craig, you probably know his name, is uh, is really good. Like, yeah. he's probably one of the best fighty profiles in the game. If if all the brothers are there as well, like he's mm. phenomenal. Yeah, no, he he's really good. I I, I think. Uh, I, I I enjoyed watching him work his magic on the battlefield, but I like uh, so yeah. He went next to Shiro uh, Huang. Oh yeah, I think he's called. He's the eldest of the Blood Brothers, who is basically I think he's like Keanu Reeves basically. <laughs> yeah, um, and from, from from one of these good films, and uh, uh, he's like a, he's probably the, one of the best powerful power fighters in the game. Uh, ridiculous for 16 rice, but it's because he's got all the baggage attached to him. Like, you know, he's only good if the other blood brothers are arrive, uh, alive and if he's got, like, you know, extra orders coming in and stuff. So, act- activations. So, uh, that's how they allow you to, to play with something like that. Yeah, definitely. That kind of rice. Uh, but I think the main thing is I just kept making sure I was the active player against him because uh, in that particular setup i think we both had faint or something like that and dodges and, and re-rolls we had base had basically loads of re-rolls so i always made sure i was kind of going first and that definitely limited what he could do to me and uh, he's such a good fighter he could kind of handle someone like that like uh just about kind of like you know it, it didn't seem like too much for him anyway, but I think most fighters would just be thrown around and just made a made a mockery yeah. of, quite frankly, by a fighter like him. Either, yeah. Most of the time, he's either going to prone someone or throw them, you know, one way or the other, yeah. either in attack or defence. And I, I think that's what's really hard about him is that you don't know whether the, the main blow, if you like, is going to actually come in the de- defence or attack. You know, which is quite unusual. You know, you normally kind yeah. of have an idea if someone's going one way or the other, and he can just be like, whichever. the The only downside, in, if you want, is that he only has three dice. So you know, you kind of have yeah. to. Put, yeah, he's a he's a really fun character. He's great. He's not he's not overpowered. I think he's costed appropriately. Um, it's just really interesting to use. Yeah, uh, yeah. I want to I want to throw him on the table a little more time and see what he's see what else he's got. He's the, that's he's my king of the swingers. 2020. <laughs> that's 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 why I really like uh, the Buto because like just throw people around a lot, lot of control play through that kind of like mechanic of just like proning everyone, throwing them around. 
And then, unfortunately, I keep playing people that are mobile and stuff like that with them. But, you know, one day I'll be able to actually throw people around <laughs> with them. <laughs> it'd be great. You can use my shisha stash shoes and it'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So- it's, it's like only, only Buffalo for shisha statues come out when they come out. It's like... <laughs> but hey, hey. But, so, Craig, what, what is your most favorite model to play with during the year? Uh, I would say it's the Yama Uber. Uh, probably one that... Uh, you remember from earlier days, but the Yammer is still just like probably one of the most interesting uh, models I, I still feel because it's it's more mobility. Just means that you can take on a whole host of attributes from your opposition and apparition as well. Just means you can kind of get really where you want to be. Uh, I like disguise models as well because you're a big fan of roses and anything with disguise. Because I just think it's an interesting mechanic. Um, and uh, she's got six cents, which is quite quite rewarding in certain situations as well. So I just find her like a useful toolbox of options. She can take down people who you probably wouldn't expect her to because she's only a free melee dice model. Uh, so maybe <clears throat> you don't think she's like a combat powerhouse, but she definitely gets the edge on people and takes them out and uh, helps a lot with the overall uh, gameplay for the for for these guys, so yeah, I just I just find her like a, a really fun model to play with, and there's certain matchups where if you see things that you can you can steal off people with your morph, then she's gonna have a really really good game. I think she's always gonna have a pretty decent game because of her abilities, but if you can identify the right thing to get, get her in the right position, which is totally possible with her. Uh, other attributes of uh, disguise and fear being so high that she can have a really good game and uh, and uh, yeah she can uh, go toe to toe with some some pretty powerful people and come out on top. So I think that's just a, a nice a nice kind of uh, it, it's it's just a just a fun model to play. Interesting with. profile, yeah, and a yeah. cracking model as well. I've just I've just pulled it up on the GST uh, side. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so from the back, she looks basically like a, a woman. And then from the front, it's like, Whoa. So, what, what is that? What's going on with yeah, your face? What, it's like, yeah, your face is just peeled off. Like, but yeah, it's like a really, really creepy model. And, uh, and so she's got the whole horror thing going on as well. Uh, so yeah, she was a good, good fun model to paint it as well. Just kind of unusual uh, combination of horror and and uh, and, and uh, kind of more kind of subtle design going on yeah so, yeah, so an attack in there as well yeah she's one of the very few models outside of uh, ryu who could do a critical attack oh, she'd bite your uh, head off or something so yeah I'm, i must admit i've never got it to work I've never got it to work but uh you know live in hope uh one day those devils have come down i think if it is critical attack once you actually pay the dice for it yeah. and everything but still i've uh jay managed to get her into uh track once who who uh gets extra dice on like uh keys up for just like one uh one so like uh you you can do some funky stuff with her and then she she might start using some of that and she just takes it with further for the rest of the battle so you, you could probably do a whole article just on her and what Abilities you might want to get off of the opposition and bring that into play to uh, to your advantage. So yeah, so it's just really fun. Good choice. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting model, definitely. So I'll uh, I'll go with mine. Uh, so it's actually going to be Ryujin. 
So it's a model that I've only used once. So, and I think in many ways, that's what makes me, I, I, found, it, I found it like one of those models that I just could not work out what exactly I wanted to do with it. And then I, we obviously, we've, we've done some podcasts and, you know, we've had some expert opinions and discussion on this. And um, I think the model can just do so much, basically. <laughs> it's just like, it's really a versatile model that you've, you've still got to work hard at to get your points back because it's super expensive. You know, we're, um, we're talking 30 points or rice. And so you can't let it just not do anything. It has to be focused in what it does, but it, it can do a lot of different things, whether it's kind of, um, I, I use it as a, as a bully in the midfield, but I've heard people use it as a stand at the back and just shoot and push people around, you know, or lots of other little differences. Uh, so it's one of those models, which I'm, I think is an awesome model. And I'd like to, get better at or have a better understanding about how to use it so i've definitely enjoyed it but i think it's really got me uh thinking about what it could do next as well mm. it's interesting that because we don't play like in a tournament matter do we so no. um le- learning the different kind of ways to use a model like that with different matchups is is kind of key isn't it yeah and um, it does have so much flexibility well i think a lot of the time you you can nowadays anyway not at the start i i can but these days i can generally read a profile card and have an understanding about how that model is generally going to work and but Ryujin completely like threw me and i still don't quite know what's best <laughs> so building an army around him which he will do because he's 30 rice um it still eludes me as what's best but i so he's really enjoyable because of his uh He's really cool. I think he's an interesting model because he's good at doing lots of things. Yeah. So it's like what, like he can't do them all at the same time though. So what do you home in on? What do you, where do you think you're going to get your thirty rice investment back from? Like, I, I is he a mobile uh, kind of threat piece or is he like a uh, static gun tower? Uh, uh, you know, what 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 what's he going to kind of bring to the battle? He obviously brings a lot to the battle. But how are you going to use him? I should say. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's, it's definitely. I definitely like to see more of him. Uh, he's just a. I mean, he's a phenomenal model anyway. So it'd be great to see him physically on the table. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and uh, yeah, just sort of see different ways that people use it. But I guess it's like it's finding that optimal use for him, and it probably varies between games. Like you know, in a way, he's quite good like that. He's quite uh, flexible. You could probably play him in different ways and different setups that might be more beneficial to you. So. Like I guess the more skilled players out there will probably be working out kind of when to when to play them in a certain way, when to use them as a like a uh you, you know he's because he, you know he's got so many different uh, ploys he can he can bring to the table. Uh, when do you really home in on these key feet or his range attacks or his melee abilities and so or on. even the fact that he just boosts your uh, um your wizards, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, the synergies like, as well. Yeah, or, or the Kami aspect. I, I don't know. There's so much. And the train. He's basically moving train, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. So. yeah, that's it. There's so much going on, and I think there's certain models that really like him at the start of the game, and there's others that don't like him later on. You know, so if you know, because these abilities are, uh, yeah, they're just really interesting. Basically, the um, so I think he opens up a lot of different play styles and. Um, He's definitely the model that um, I was, I enjoy playing with, and I really want to get to grips with again. Um, okay, 
So, that's, that's a good selection so far. Good choice. I, I was going to suggest before um, before we um, uh, named our models that we could we could play like a little three way death match, but <laughs> I'm not sure now you've chosen. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I say, what what what, what can I steal from him? I can move something useful, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm like the most expensive model in the game. That's how, <laughs> that's, that's my criteria. <laughs> um, so my my next question was, uh, which model did you enjoy painting the most? Mm. Craig, do you want to go first? Yokozuna Kashi came to mind. I I really enjoyed painting all the Buto uh, anyway, uh, and I think this guy benefited from being the most recent sculpt, uh, so he's up to like you know digital standards, and that definitely showed in his proportions and the detail. Um, he's he's just a lot more interested as well because he's kind of like an aged wrestler basically, uh, and. Uh, I, I, yeah, I just kind of really enjoyed like the the the, the large kind of surface areas to paint, uh, but the, but also had some detail, nice kind of hammer thing going on. Just just a, it paid up really fast, and it was a really enjoyable model to, to do. I mean, it was hard for me to pick this one because I've painted quite a few kind of good miniatures this year. I think like uh, in in the Pseudo range, uh, so Sanagi was up there as well, and some others. Uh, which is a bit of like freehand kind of tattoos and stuff like that one. But, but yeah, I, I just kept coming back to Yokozuna and just thinking, yeah, he's just really cool. He actually was almost my most enjoyable, enjoyable for playing as well because I just really enjoy the way he just like throws people around. But uh, I, I, I think, uh, yeah, like he's probably probably uh, best pegged in, in that uh, hole there. So, yeah, just good for the paint. Yeah, it looks great too. Thanks. Yeah. So, <clears throat> me, as far as I'm uh, concerned, it's a tough one because, yeah, so many models and so many beautiful models. Um, I thought initially um, Hiroto and Eldest Brother were great fun to paint. Hiroto in particular because I used like these little transfers for his uh, tattoos, which I thought came out really nice. But ultimately Sajobo I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it but the uh, the, the, the the Tengu uh, oh, yeah. uh, Ronin I just just really enjoyed it he's such an interesting sculpt really dynamic um, and just you know I just thought it looked looked great and was really really fun to do so it almost tempted me to go to branch out into more Tengu but I've resisted I've resisted the urge Ooh. and just painted a giant <laughs> eagle instead well well, you know, he's actually an interesting model in the sense of um, the more I learn about Tengu is that he's a specific type of Tengu, which I can't remember the exact name, but he's on his card. And it's um, in uh, Japanese mythology, there are distinct types of Tengu. And so he's a sort of human-esque, he knows one versus... Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But <laughs> the beakies, <laughs> you know, going back to 40k terms, the beakies versus the nosies. And <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it's interesting. That's like um, proper Japanese mythology and has a bit of meaning in the hierarchy, apparently, of Tengu. Um, I think the, the guys that are more humanoid are, are uh, higher up, um, but uh, might be wrong. Um, but uh, yeah, it's quite. Isn't he supposed to be like some kind of. Um... 
I the king that. of the penguins. I, 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 I heard that. He gave up well. something or other. Oh. That's why. You oh. look, we, oh, okay. we might be making this up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Back check all of this, please. <laughs> hey, from <laughs> <fruit, fruit, fruit laughs> me wrong, show me what is in that <laughs> it's all fine. <laughs> hey, I can put this on Wikipedia tomorrow. <laughs> no, he, he's got. He's definitely got an interesting backstory. Anyway. Once we find out what it is, we'll be okay. all over it. It'll be great. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, but I'd recommend it as a model to paint. It just just to pick up and you know, he's Ronin, so you can slot him into different cool. places. Yeah. Um, yeah, what about you, Darren? So I found this really hard to choose because I enjoyed painting so many different models for different reasons, like different, to, like you you talked about earlier. Sort of every model is a character. It's really hard to pick. It's like picking your favorite little children. Eh? Um, I can only imagine. <laughs> your favorite, of the Ivy Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I'm actually going to go with Tetsuzo, because, uh, the who is uh, if I because I'm probably not pronouncing it right. Who is the drone pirate who's a half man, half crab, and um, I just enjoyed him because of his different textures. Obviously, like quite different uh, man and crab uh, elements, and um, just nice different variation in colors. Uh, he's a little bit of a fiddly one put together and put onto a resin base, but um, I really, overall, re- really happy with the way he turned out. And um, I actually think he's one of those models that, like, I painted him relatively dullish colours, but with um, lots of purple washes to kind of give it some sort of interesting depth. But um, he's one of those crabs are so varied you could be bright red with yellow claws or whatever you want so i think it's also one of those models which i think could really open up a lot of interesting paint schemes so that that's why i'm going for him not only because i enjoyed him but i think i think he might actually open up some interesting schemes for other people to have a go at so yeah he's pretty cool yeah he's nice yeah i just looked him up he's like he's he's very clash of the titans yeah harry housen kind of like crab centaur thing. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the sort of stuff me and Craig grew up on. <laughs> so, I think we all did. Yeah, yeah. We're of a certain vintage, aren't we? <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> but yeah, so, <laughs> but yeah, if only it could be stop motion, that would be the nice uh, thing on the cake. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so it's yeah, it's he's... not going to stop you doing some stop motion thing, Darren. <laughs> 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 well, my busy schedule. <laughs> so um, yeah, that would be my one. But honestly, there's so many models I could have chosen instead. Um, it was really, really tough. Um, I, I, so many awesome tanky model, models, so many awesome Rokan models. You know, um, I, feel, I feel like I should have uh, chosen uh, a, a Karai now or whatever he's called. Because uh, uh, Kari. Kari, because of Craig's uh, love for that model. <laughs> but, yeah. but um, he was he was fun to paint though. Actually, he's, yeah. he's a cute little guy. Yeah, he was. He, I, yeah, he's I, a cool yeah. model. Yeah, <laughs> looking forward to doing a dead version. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he decided to say he looks better dead. <laughs> I just buy one and hit hit it with a hammer and then paint that up. That'll do it. Proper roadkill. <laughs> so that's cool then. <laughs> um, so, so Craig, um, I hear you have a uh, a quiz for us. 
Yeah, it can get to the. Oh, well, I think you had one more question oh, for us. Oh, really? Oh, oh okay. Uh, oh. Most epic moment. Yes, indeed. So, what? Uh, what we? You know, obviously, we've we've played a whole host of games. You know, Gav's got at least ten under his belt. So, <laughs> so uh, and it was almost ten. <laughs> so, Between five and ten, somewhere. <laughs> Uh, it's actually very odd, actually, to be talking about a game that we all enjoy. But when it, when it comes down to it, me and Craig pro- uh, definitely play more virtual games than physical now. The first time ever for a, a war game, I would say. Um, but thank thank goodness we could play virtually, eh? Um, we've definitely made the most of yeah. that. So, um, but anyway, so most epic moment. So, uh, we'd like to go first this time, Gav. Ah. Uh. Yeah, it's probably quite an embarrassing one, I would say, uh, but it was epic. It was probably, you know, was it our first YouTube battle report, Craig, when um, you your machine gun um, Silver Moon guy sh- yeah. shot down uh, Master Koji? Yeah, uh, yeah, just just in one round of shooting, and it was it was one of those kind of uh, yeah. I, I just I think it was yeah. Hadn't really thought about the list and the models and how to use them because yeah, early days in gaming and um just kind of threw him down thought yeah it'd be all right <laughs> shooting's rubbish in Bushido <laughs> and then uh yeah like turn turn two and and he just got vaporized um and threw threw me completely out of a out of any kind of semblance of a plan that I might have had but it was kind of epic <laughs> epic in the worst possible sense but it was good it's kind of epic it's kind of epic it's yeah look look you, you can watch a video <laughs> i don't know if it's epic or memorable but I, I think it's it's the most memorable moment in in gaming i suppose uh, if, if we're talking like cinematic like cool stuff i think um uh flanking hiroto and aldous brother i think i might have been playing against your oni craig when I did that, um, and that was just really cool to see him, you know, showing up and kicking ass and taking names on the flank. Yeah, I think that. Ooh, yeah. Was that against? No, I think that must have been against Darren's uh, Temple Villagers or something or something like that. I, I, I've, I've, I, when when I played my Onisha against you, that's when they all went crazy and you, then you just ran at me. And yes, you <laughs> timed you out. I timed you out because yeah. like, ah, oh, they're all aggressive now can't stop the beatings uh so yeah so that was uh that was that was an interesting lesson but uh yeah. it's a good choice but i'm i'm disappointed that we're not talking about monkeys right now <laughs> yeah. surely they well, you, you asked monkeys. for epic moments there's yeah you know, every time they, they hold someone up is an epic moment <laughs> there, there, there was i think there was a weasel in that story i'm pretty sure <laughs> i'm pretty sure your master went over and like Oh, yeah. That's right. Master, Master Koji went, took the opportunity to kill a mongoose oh. and sacrificed her, herself for it. And then Wasupi uh, was like, what? Okay, fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of on par with a monkey. But yeah, I mean, monkeys are generally annoying. But, uh, not so I changed that into the, the, the epic moment was uh, Ko- Koji's tiger ripping the mongoose apart. Yes. <laughs> Before she got shot down. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I, I think uh, it's quite a few pretty cool moments. Like we've had the uh, the one shot with, uh, is it uh, Hot, Hotaru, the uh, farm monk? Just like yep. 
fly Flaming into kick, yeah. yeah flaming kick bite on the show in the face <laughs> <laughs> kill it in one hit uh we've had like uh uh hiroto come on the side with a pistol and blow off uh uh, pirate in the back, uh, uh, like you know, kill him with one shot. Uh, so we've had some cool stuff like that. But I, I honestly, I think the most for me anyway, the sort of the most epic moments uh, were just like basically playing face to face. To be honest, with fully painted models on a fully painted uh, mm-hmm. prepared game table, that was the best. Uh, just it was just good fun. I mean, like as you said, the online stuff's great. But you can't beat a good face-to-face game, especially when you've got fully painted models and board and everything. Uh, it is pretty special. So that yeah, was really good. I was pleased that we managed to do a few of those games this year because it's been a topsy-turvy year. So just getting a few of those games in is pretty, pretty phenomenal. And it, it's been nice to capture them a bit as well in video. But uh, I think uh, I think that was pretty uh, special, just getting to the stage where we could actually play with fully painted stuff. Uh if we look at the earlier games, like in January, February, we were playing on like uh, all sorts of like uh, borrowed scenery and all sorts of models here, there, and everywhere, and proxies going on. So then, like fast forward, uh, you know, to the end of the year, we're playing with like uh, you know very nice looking kind of uh, setup and all the right cars and stuff, and generally the right rules. Uh, so like uh, I think that's a that's a, that that's that's nice to see and for me that's probably the, the most epic kind of moment sort of and, and just some of the narrative and sort of fun we've had with those games as well and they've they've been interesting games of course lots of interesting things within the games have happened some dodgy dice rolls here and there of course but uh, yeah that's that's what I remember most anyway so for me that's what stands out. Hmm, that's really, really cool. <clears throat> so um, I'm going to go. With Yuki, uh, who is a monk who specializes in the wind element. And uh, I, I gave her a special um, equipment uh, card, which I, th- I think was Flying Kick or something along those lines. I can't quite remember the name now. But basically, she managed, she was just like a bullet. She just like charged into a samurai and just kicked him and f- pushed him over like three inches away and kind of kept on doing that for most of the game using her vitality as well to just be like constantly kicking the samurai away and just like then going off doing something else and kicking this other samurai away <laughs> and ended up the samurai started in the, in the middle of the table basically and ended up pretty much in my opponent's back lines you know so it was it was, it was one of those like i didn't know she could do this <laughs> it was amazing. Um, She's a great little profile. Yeah, it's basically you just put all a, all a dice in attack and just hope that the uh, the cata will get you through. Basically, <laughs> so um, it really worked, and um, yeah, it was good fun just kicking the samurai around. And uh, they, they were Minamoto, I imagine. They were, they were Minamoto indeed. So they did. Yeah, so it's like. It. On their back, like a turtle tortoise type. <laughs> was it? Uh, was it wind <laughs> kick? That she had, which gives you slam attack. That's it. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah very nice little combo there. And uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, it doesn't work against all them. of the uh, Minamoto Samurai. Some of them uh, are immobile, or you can't push them. Uh, what, what was that called? Immovable. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, Immovable. Like yeah. So, um, you know, it doesn't always work, but yeah, it was one of those moments where it's like, wow, 
that really worked well. <laughs> and with her ability to uh, regain um, activation counters, charging was not such a big sacrifice. So, yeah, you know, really cool model, worked really well, far uh, far surpassed what I thought she was going to do. So just one of those pretty epic moments from my side. Um, perhaps not so much from the Minamoto. <laughs> Adam's not here to defend himself. So. <laughs> but um, I'm yep. sure he thinks it's epic. <laughs> well, I, yeah, that's it. I think what Adam's most epic moments probably when he, he got those... Uh, Perfect shots off against my uh, my Ito. Oh just, yeah, like basically like nuked my Ito from range. Oh yeah, the, uh, the, the sister, yeah. the, the bow arm sister. The sisters. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. He knows I'm pretty salty about that. <laughs> yeah, get the book. Let's <laughs> 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 go. Let's go down the book of grudges <laughs> for people who don't. <laughs> but uh yeah oh, the, the only redeeming factor about that game was that Isnagi went on a massive killing spree it didn't matter because by then the objectives were you know just like i was way behind in objectives but he basically just like uh just went around killing everyone so uh, i remember watching that game he yeah. just brutalized everybody <laughs> he, he he absolutely murdered everyone he touched but uh yeah unfortunately everyone else who got shot at just died which so. is not what you want from uh from the Ito clan, is it? You know, it's a couple no. of the damage rolls from Missile goes a long yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. So Ito definitely a bit of a glass cannon. I, I think they have actually, they have got some uh, cars actually, which I, I need to to use to to help kind of moderate that uh, that skew of luck. You know, just to get more average rolls because like armor is really good to stop high rolls from doing excessive damage. Uh, they don't have much of that, so they've got a few enchantment cards, so uh, that can help with that kind of thing. So yeah, uh, I'll, I'll be using those going forward, just to just so you know, I could just blame Adam. But I, I think I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm, <laughs> or, <laughs> or I could change, or I could change my tactics. So I, I, I think I changed my tactics, but uh, yeah, I, I actually invest in some protection next time. So yeah, I'll, I'll the dice gods, that. Craig, that's who you can blame. Don't blame your tactics, God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, I think that's is that that section done? Yeah, you'll cover yeah, it. Yeah. 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 So, do you want to do the little quiz? Well, I don't know, Craig. <laughs> do we? Is a uh, so this is a quiz on the background, yeah. On the yeah the the uh, hard to find background of a Shido. We're going to do a quiz on it. Okay. So, and the uh, listeners can play along as well. You probably thought better. So expect a lot of scenarios, <laughs> and I didn't know that was a thing. But we would learn yeah. along the way, and that it's like a QI, isn't it? It's like. You don't need to get the questions right. You just need to to be there, look like an idiot, and the audience feels like they've learned something, right? <laughs> right up my street. Let's go. Okay, we're, we're giving it a go. If it's bad, Darren can cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we start with, the, with what sounds like an easy one. Oh, God. But is it? <laughs> what, does, what does GCT stand for? Oh, what? Oh, it's it's the names of the the guys who founded it, isn't it? Is it Gordon? Gordon's definitely no. Craig and Tim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Craig! How could you? <laughs> okay, so it could be really mean to say you have to like make your you have to write your answers down, and I'll test you afterwards. But no, uh, 
you're kind of on the right lines there. So, uh, should we just do them as we go? Down? Yeah, what, oh, what's yeah, the best yeah, format yeah. for these things? Yeah, no, just do it as we go. We'll just do it. This is not really a proper quiz for <laughs> to disappoint <laughs> people. <laughs> or maybe, uh, maybe not. Maybe they won't turn off. You could off make this competitive and give, give the winner a prize, uh, me and Darren. <laughs> you oh, pay enough. The winner can pay another faction. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so I, I I don't know for sure, uh, but I think it stands for Gordon, Carlos, and Toby. So I might be wrong. Uh, that's best, the best I could come up with. Best quiz master ever. Well researched. I did. I looked on Company House for this, so I had to <laughs> find the original owners right. and stuff. And you could do some digging if you want to be a bit stalker-like. But uh, yeah, there's something like that going on anyway. Okay. So uh, okay. well, yeah, thank you for looking. I re- I, that. That 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 that, uh, that seems like more than a coincidence to me. So there we go. Well, some, something springs to mind as well that, that if the three of us chose to form our own studio, we could call ourselves GCD Studios, couldn't we? Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. I've got this great idea for a. Might get a bit. Might get a bit confused. Might get a bit confused at some point. Yeah. Um, so. Um, Okay, cool. What is the lucky number held in high esteem in the Jawa Isles? I think it's eight. I think it's eight. That's what I would guess. Oh, it's seven. Oh! Oh. Golden Harvest. So you're probably thinking eight. I think that's uh, Chinese's lucky number eight. This is is a bit of a mix of all sorts of stuff. Well, Craig, the best thing is I edit this, so I will edit it to say... (laughs) To say seven. <laughs> well, no one will ever know. <laughs> no, um, I could definitely get overruled by someone who really knows the background no, no, and all this stuff, by the way. That's a general caveat. Isn't it lucky? But, uh, it's actually the um, Silver Moon card, isn't it? Like, there's a... No, it's lucky number eight. Oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. What? <laughs> Okay. Okay. Well, that's that's a mental. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So some of this is going back on the uh, the older rule book, and some of it may be retconned now. Uh, but uh, yeah, you can maybe get half a point for that because I think it's in the general direction. So <laughs> we didn't say four. Only one out. <laughs> I'll give you half a point each for that. Oh. I'll, I'll write it down. I won't. <laughs> I, I've, I've seen I've seen how this goes before when people don't write stuff down. It gets a bit confusing at the end. Oh. So, uh, okay, what is the name of the currency in the Jawa Isles? Rice. I'm hoping it's rice. <laughs> <laughs> it better be rice. That's all I've got. <laughs> but I say it's not rice. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, I've no idea. I've no Ooh, idea. It's going to be some kind of coin, isn't it? Is it like imperial something? Gold. Just gold. No. Imperial chips. <laughs> you sure? No, yeah, no, no tell us. Enlighten us. It is the moon. So, like, the silver moon syndicate. Because oh. they control the money. Oh, okay. Oh. okay. So half moon, This is moon. proper going QI, then. It's a... Uh, oh. I didn't know, but now I do. <laughs> yeah, if you can tell me why everything's brought in rice, that's that's worth <laughs> that's worth like a hundred points. <laughs> like, I'll be marching on the stuff. Can we get right? half so, a point for the rice? 
No. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> okay. What's what's the name of the outpost situated at the entrance to the only known Bakmono cave system? Oh, this is the Minamoto one, right? Um, oh. mm. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure Minamoto are looking are stationed there, and they. They just go around battering Bakamono on a daily basis. Um, and I, I can only imagine. Um, I'm not sure what it's called, though. Go. I have no clue. No clue. You sure? It's, this is probably for Adam to be honest. Oh, I, feel, uh, I, I, feel, I feel like I should know this. I'm trying to remember the theme, the Minamoto theme that's got this. And uh, It's literally a theme. <laughs> yeah, no, isn't it like the, it's sort of like uh, the damn garrison or something? I, don't, I can't not remember it. Um, so. Okay, I'll, I'll give you half a point for that. Uh, so here's the Garrison of the Damned. Uh, there we go. That's something. <laughs> how many, how many Bakamono subtypes are there? Well, there's just Gremlin, Gizmo, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh, Magwai, Spike. Um... <laughs> <sighs> I'm guessing five. Well, I I know that. Okay, so the little guys, yeah. Okay, so there's raiders, like uh, is that beaters. What... Is that what you're asking for? Yeah, okay. Are we counting all those, or are we counting? Yeah, so that's like a that's like more like a a loadout. So you've got so like uh, not to give it all away, but like you've got like a rinso, yeah. which is like a big back of order. Uh You've got other sorts of sorts in there as well yeah so you've got the little guys and you've obviously got your, your standard back of all those so there's two for you so that's sort of helping you along there so that's a bit of a clue uh and then you've got some others so how many other sort of so there's like subtypes they're called uh of back of all those. okay so you've definitely got one more that's sort of the orcish looking one the um I can't, i'm trying to think of any more it's got to be at least one more I don't know if the shamans count as anything different, or the warriors count like the uh, the elite warrior type count as anything different. I think I have to hazard the guess at five. <laughs> I guess five. You got to guess. All right, I'll something guess, else. I'll guess four. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to give Darren one point for random guessing, yes. and I'm going to give Gav half a point, because Gav kind of helped him. Oh. <laughs> it is four. Oh. So you've got the show Bakemono, the Bakemono, the Dai Bakemono, and the Rinshu. Oh. So there's different kind of gradients of size and intelligence. Um, okay, uh, so uh, what, what are the most expensive models in the game so far? Can you name them? Ooh. How many of them? You tell me. It's a bit of an open-ended question. <laughs> well, Ryujin's 30, right? Yeah. The the, the uh, dragon, the other dragon, is uh, really yep. expensive. The uh, the uh, Oni, who dis- the destroyer, I can't remember his name, the one that goes around with Tory Gate, bashing people around, he's really expensive. Hmm. Are there any others that are thirty? Uh, I don't. I think only the dragons are thirty, aren't they? Yeah. So the most expensive. The most expensive. 
Uh, well, it depends what equip- how many equipment cards you put on them, really. No, it? no equipment cards. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Base profile. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get complicated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, both dra- so, both dragons are very expensive. Um, yeah, I think they're both thirty, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. Um, definitely, Ryu James thirty, and then the. Um, Mizuki, isn't it? Ryu one might be a little bit less, but I think it's thirty. Um, um, I mean, after that, how much you... is um, Tenbatsu? He's quite oh, quite he's lot, expensive. He? Yeah, he's like twenty nine, I think. Like it's it's got to be the most expensive. So if he's less than thirty, he's so not. Is there anything else that's thirty? Thirty, right? So what about what about the um, character from the Wolf Clan? That's quite expensive, isn't it? So please, uh, that expensive though. I can't think of anything else that's 30 points. Um, well, I'm surprised that the Oni isn't in there. Um, who else could it be? Oh, it might be. Yeah, yeah. I, so I, let's, let's, let's draw it then. So, Gav, what, what's, what are you going for? What, what the... Uh, the only two I can think of are the two dragons at 30 rice. Yep. Darren, what are you going for? So, two dragons and then the Oni that's got a big Tory gate destructor, I think he's called some of some sort. <laughs> okay. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Darren, that, that, no, that, I think that, that guy is not 30. Ooh. He's like high 20s, uh, so like 29, something like that. Oh. So unfortunately, uh, Gav got it right though. So well, let us Gav up there. I said two dragons and him, Craig. Oh, I see. I might give you half a point for that because <laughs> I'm, you know, just, be very generous here. <laughs> Try to don't want to be too embarrassing. Yeah, it's like uh, I'm joking. Um, uh, okay, this is more of a funny one. So, how many members are there on the Bushido Discord? Oh wow! And, wow. and it's so approximate because, like, probably someone else has joined since I've written this down. Mm. Well, hold on one second. I'm just going to... Uh... <laughs> hey, it's, it's, no, no Googling or messing around. <laughs> it's not on Google. Um, oh, God. Um, I'm, I... I'm going to... I'll guess at... Oh, that's a really... No, that's a really hard one. I'm going to guess at... 600. Oh, I'm going to guess higher. I'm going to go 700. It's 580. Ah, oh, God, how close was I? Wow, someone's been Googling so, us today. That, that, <laughs> that's a really good day. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't been on the Discord in weeks. So, um, yeah, oh, God, it's, it's, it's calmed down a bit, but there, there will still be a lot where you get on there. Uh, yeah, so another 20 people, hopefully some fun happens. I don't know, but probably no one notices. I, I must get a point <laughs> but, for that, surely. You get a point. Uh, so there we go. It's getting a bit bit closer now. Uh, so how many editions of Bushido have there been based on my counting? Well, <laughs> we're in the third edition, so I can only assume it the three. <laughs> Unless there's editions that I don't know of. Um, I'm going to go three. Gav, what are you going to go for? Are you going to believe Darren? <laughs> well, I, I would have said three as well, unless... You're going to be, and so it's like a kind of uh, 
one, one point five, and then two. Craig's counting like games that Bushido lent from like confrontation or something. <laughs> no, no, I'm not actually. I'm, no, I, I count it as three as well. Okay. Uh, can for an extra bonus point, can you name the uh, the the previous editions uh, kind of. Uh, um, Strapline name, I don't know what you call it, but like a, we're we're playing uh, Rising Sun, Sun right now, yeah. So, uh, what what was the previous one? Well, maybe Rising Sun or or the Way of the Warrior. I'd get. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I actually can't remember. To be honest. Yeah, I'm sure I've heard it, but I can't remember. No, escape me. New Dawn. I have New Dawn, it. of course. New Dawn. Oh, okay. I think there was an edition before New Dawn, uh, which uh, I imagine was called Bushido, but I don't really know. But uh, it's hard to find out things uh, like that unless you do some uh, cryptic searches. Uh, anyway, moving on. So, how many orphans has Ikari <laughs> captured? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Christmas episode. Yeah, it's a Christmas episode. <laughs> Festive. <Yeah. laughs> is it six? No, this, is, this is a nice one because she hasn't captured all of them. Of course, so. <laughs> They're not Pokemon. God damn it. <laughs> you tell her that now. <laughs> She's a scary lady. Do not tell her. <laughs> do not tell her what she can and cannot do. Um, so you think six, Gaff? Uh, Darren, higher or lower? Um, I'm going to go with four. Oh, okay. Well, you could go with six. Or six. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a weight there. I'll give you a half a point there, Darren. I just felt like I could go with something different. <laughs> you, you went for the six? No, I thought, I thought I went for six. No, I went for six, yeah. Yeah, what did you go four. for, Darren? Okay, I think we were going with six. Uh, it, okay, Gav gets one point, Darren gets nothing. Oh. Okay, Gav's bringing it back. Wasn't Ico supposed to be the seventh? But they failed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it failed to get. So, see, I've tried to make sure there's uh, some, some I'm sort amazed of pa- faction specific, uh, some stuff, some of the factions that you play are, are covered. Um, well, what I particularly um, like you... is that you're choosing most, most of the answers are numbers, which you can kind of guess between zero and ten. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it, gives a, it gives a chance. It gives a chance, a fighting chance. <laughs> Can can you name me the city of the dead? Probably not. Uh, which was recently you, all the marshes nearby, and it was recently mentioned a few times in the uh, Brotherhood oh, kind of box there, yes, isn't it? And uh, and and then obviously uh, Euro players would probably know it, but uh, no, yeah. I cannot remember the name, but I do remember the story. Yeah, I can't remember. No, no idea. Sagoya, so yeah, so Sagoya, yeah, apparently. So okay, no worries. Uh, can you name me the capital city, capital city of the prefect of Ryu? Uh, Ryu. I'm gonna go with Ryu. Yeah, it's correct. <laughs> we wanted to Might go have dragon land, right? It does have a big dragon uh, little statue. In it would probably get more visitors if, if it was called Dragonland. Big <laughs> <laughs> okay, so name the six elements 
Oh, oh, so, I, I think I, I think both, as both row camp players. I'm pretty, <laughs> yeah, I think. We do that. I would. Hope, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll start with a weird one, Metal. Are we going to take it in turns? In turns, yeah. So I, I'm I'm being really careful. I don't get this mixed up with Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> heart, heart. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, about that, yeah. no one. <laughs> what, what did she go with? Metal. I went with metal, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, wind. Fire. Oh, just a bit. Oh, okay, I'll do it as you go. So, okay, it's a bit, Okay, fine. Keep going. Void. Ooh. Um, water. Earth. Okay, you kind of got it. Air, air rather than wind. Well, isn't wind just brown air? No, <laughs> 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 we've got this one. Get the kind of air, air here. Don't, don't throw it away, Gab. Don't throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll move on. So, <laughs> how many gooeys are there? Gooeys. Yeah. Ah, so is this, it the Iron still... Fist Gumi? Oh, yep. <laughs> I thought, oh, we're talking about gummy bears. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're a bit like gummy bears, aren't they, BT? Um, uh, three? Three gummies? Not in the game, but in the background, Lord. I'll go with four. I'll just give you a little hint. <laughs> oh, I was going with four. Well, Craig was disappointed um, with three, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just one that. Right, I'll go five then. So there is the Iron Fist. Well, actually, can you can you you've already mentioned that one? Can you uh, mention the others? Do you know any more? Uh, just to see. We if don't. It... We don't. We don't know enough about Silver Moon. Actually, we should know a bit more about Silver Moon, but I the roses. I would think one, you would get one. Well, one are, the, are the roses not one? Oh yeah, the Jade Rose. Yeah. Jade Rose, that's right. Yeah. Jade Rose. Yeah. Um, the or- uh, orphans. Um... <laughs> the orphans. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to club together to all their own beauty. Uh, that's probably that's that's pretty good. I mean, there's Golden Dawn, uh, Free Moons, and uh, Blue Goals. Apparently, uh, I think that's what I note down anyway. So five, yeah, right? So it's five. Yeah. Get so, in. I don't think I got Darren's answer because it was just rubbish. It was free or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, okay. Scores on doors then. So, Gav has got eight. Down to one, So Darren has got five and a half, and Gav has got eight. Oh, yeah. I would say there was some very generous score score in there, and uh, slightly arbitrary and uh, probably biased. But there we go. <laughs> what's, what's, my, what's my prize, Craig? You get the face of the machine. Oh, can, can I just keep Darren for a week or something? Get him to paint some models for me. Uh, you, you can negotiate that in your own time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no, that, that that was cool. So it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, I must admit, it's the background's not funny. that easy to find. But you know, the nice thing about the quiz is that it's taught us certain things. 
that we were meeting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were sure to remember. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm 90% sure most of that was right. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see how many complaints we get. <laughs> yeah, 90% of the time it works. 90% of the time, Craig works 60% of the time. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Uh, pretty sure Gav won anyway. Uh, but uh, only just mostly because he uh, guessed better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After I kind of get the answer. All some clues. But yeah, no, that's good. So I think hopefully that shows that uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff going back I- into the law section of the hobby, and uh, it's good fun. Uh, we can only hope that more of that's going to come out into uh, official books as time goes on, so it's more readily available and accessible. Most of that's based on uh, some fluff and second edition book and pieces I've uh, stitched together from here and there, a bit of research. Mm. So a hell of a lot of scope though, isn't there, for more more background, more even like novels and stuff set in the yeah. in the setting would be great. Yeah, there's there, there are some short stories uh, of the of the where well, last time I checked on the website. I don't want so... Short stories, damn it! I want long stories. Yeah, proper books, proper like you know deep novelizations of stuff would be great. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's like you know, so you could get your teeth into. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so what's what's next, guys? For 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 you, what's next? And what's on your painting table? Well, I've uh, just based the uh, Brotherhood and the Imperial March theme army. So it's basically a load of Ronin. Uh, so that's yeah. my my next thing. Really, going to start painting them up. Um, probably matching certain colours. Uh, for the Brotherhood with the army, I think I'll use them with the most because uh, I'm sure I'll use them on their own. But, uh, for example, I, I picked picked up s- certain models of that faction mostly because they go with my existing army. So, um, you know, the, um, the the horse rider, I can't remember his name at the moment, um, he will go with my hill tribe. Uh, so I'll paint him up the same colours. So yeah, I'm excited to to do those, and I haven't quite figured out what I'm going to do with the Imperial March color scheme. But it's going to be gold and probably red. But it it could be could be different schemes for sure. Um, I, I must admit, Gav, you've just painted your uh, your sisters up, so that's a, a set high bar now. So I'm not quite sure how to handle them either. <laughs> but you, we'll see, we'll see. Just mix up the colors, do them the other way around. <laughs> Yeah, pick some different Disney princesses as inspiration. Well, I, I, I did notice that, you know, maybe I'll go with Ariel. I, I, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and use her with your uh, with with your jump. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny to say that because on my 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 Christmas presents that I've I've yet to assemble yet is the Brotherhood. Um, so it, we we seem to do this quite a lot, Darren. We uh, kind of mirror our painting projects churn them out at the same time yeah we, we have done that a fair bit don't, don't worry though i haven't gone for a brotherhood yet so um but uh yeah how, how about yourself gav yeah not the um uh it's the blood brothers i've got oh yeah next. yeah um oh, I see. and then so i'm just about to uh put brush to model on the two golden sentinel sculpts nice. um i'm just finishing off what's his name the kind of imperial guy who supports the princesses Oh, the one the books on his back. Yeah, the one yeah. the books. So he's he's ninety five percent done. Oh, he's really um, nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then I've got some odds and ends like um, 
Tenchi, one with clogs. Oh yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. The bodyguard. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, yeah, I've kind of I've ordered all of the Ronin except for the Brotherhood box at the moment. Um, so yeah, it's kind of some eclectic odds and ends really. Which would be fun. Even I even picked up um a little little pygmy guy with the blowpipe. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's pretty good. Even I've I don't have any factions that I could actually use him. <laughs> so yeah. well, we'll see. You, you can always expand out into them. You'll be surprised. You, you look at like what these Ronin could be played with. All of a sudden, you're like, no, I could I could actually use him with some of my other Ronin. So yeah, yeah. Um, so Craig, how about yourself? Uh, yeah, I've got, so I've got the uh, the wolf clan out at the moment. Uh, just trying out some autumn hues on those. Uh, so just sort of working through the test model right now. I've got some feedback, which is helpful. At the moment, I think it's looking a bit mono, so I'm just trying to sort of jazz it up a bit. Uh, got some good ideas though, so I'm gonna try try those out uh, tomorrow. Hopefully, kind of reshare the the prototype if you like, and then once that's done, just. Uh, just just blast through the rest of them hopefully a month or so maybe less i should be able to do that uh it'd be nice to get those done then uh yeah from there maybe uh go on to the brotherhood or raujin i I don't know really it's a yeah it's a it would be a nice situation to be in really to have uh so many paid models that you get to choose uh just what you want rather than what you need for a tournament so like kind of getting used to that yeah. The big question really is who's going to do um, Prefecture? Because don't we have like every faction in the game painted that we can play games that we can accept for you? Someone's got to jump on it. Well, I've, I've yeah. started a little bit myself. As a part of the Imperial March, I've actually got one uh, model so far. And um, <clears throat> it's the old samurai who's sitting down with a cup of tea. Yeah. And um, he's pretty funny though. He's got a critical strike, but he's also weak, which actually makes his critical strike better <laughs> so he's uh you know, he's he's just one of those models as well like he's just got so much character he's just like sitting on the chair looking all unassuming and yet you know he's got some uh, amazing moves behind him so um he's he's definitely one of those ones that i, I wouldn't have collected a range for but really happy to, to add him in uh, i've just checked his name actually is um Takushi Mako, which is it's probably a murderer. Takashi Mako, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, really interesting character actually, and he he has some um, cool abilities to stop the enemy declaring scenario actions and stuff like that. Which uh, yeah, he's really pretty like. cool. Yeah, he's his guy on the chair basically just sitting there, everyone going, "Yeah, I could just kill you right does, now if I want to." But does, does he fight the chair? chair? Well, I mean, he's got four melee dice, so I can only assume yes. <laughs> yeah. It's that classic kind of kung fu movie trope, isn't it? Like, you know, you've got your old master who, who's fighting with him, who's stopping you from picking up a grain of rice using his chair and his pipe and stuff. <laughs> well, he, he boosts yeah. everything he boosts for two as well, which is, is pretty insane. So um, it, it's, it's funny, yeah. though, because he has only... he's He's got critical attack, but he's only minus one damage. So uh, he, I, I guess he either slices your head off or kind of pushes you away because that's these other special attacks and defences. He's really interesting. Have a look at him. Yeah. I've, I've, doesn't he fight with a wooden sword? Is, is that like what a, a Bokken is? is uh, yeah, a training sword. Isn't it? Uh, okay. Yeah, so he well, basically just... Sense, 
Yeah, so uh, have to uh, so have to that properly then, because I would have probably painted that beat you up with that. a wooden sword just to mock you, basically. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he, he, I mean, he's a re- he really feels like he's one of those models got a lot of character, and um, the Imperial March. The nice thing about them is that it, it allowed me to pick this model up and be like, oh yeah, it's cool. I have him, and actually maybe started looking at other Rayu models, going, okay, would I like? Uh, you know, Sorceress, he's pretty cool. Uh, what's her name? Um, Takushi Matsu. Uh, she looks really cool. He's kind of got um, sort of like Kamehameha kind of Dragon Ball Z style <laughs> uh, attack going on. You know, so, you know, it's, it's cool models like that which you can suddenly go, well, you know, I'll add another one or two of those and I can't be Imperial March, but now I'm Ronin, which can ally with Rayu. So it's all good, you know? It's, it's not a huge... It is a massive difference, I suppose, in terms of themes, but you can still make it work and it will probably still be pretty effective. Yeah, totally. I noticed as well yesterday I was looking at models, um, the new samurai. Um, what's his name? Kanu or something? The one that's just come out. Karu. Yeah if, you, yeah. if you stick him into Imperial March, he gets like, starts to gain an extra couple of key. Yeah, I've, I've got him actually as well for my Imperial March and for my Monju. So, yeah, I'm very excited to play with him. I love the fact he's got that big broadsword that basically has a four inch range of these missiles. That's a massive sword as well. Now I've got the actual model. That's a massive sword. It is. It's, very it's, huge. <laughs> it's not quite four inches, but it's pretty big. <laughs> pretty big. <laughs> it's very big. Yeah, I mean, it's a really cool model. And I like it. Like, he doesn't really fit the look of the rest of the theme really he looks kind of m- much more tribal almost but he still looks really cool and uh i think he adds a nice bit of diversity and expands that theme which is super restrictive but i mean the imperial march um one of the things i really am interested in playing with it is the fact how much bodyguard it's got because yeah. that's that's been a rule that i i feel it's one of those expert rules which i've never got much out of i've always been like i've got it but I'm ne- i don't use it and it's it's kind of like i know this will be good in certain situations but i haven't engineered them enough and um i try playing always... against the blood brothers it's a nightmare <laughs> okay yeah i can imagine you know um it, it can be really powerful i'm sure so having a faction that really specializes in it Will be really interesting mm. and see whether i can get the most out of that although because um, i've been trying to yeah put some lists together if you want to take caru and you want the golden sentinels maybe two of them in there for bodyguard and you, it's really hard to squeeze as much as you kind of want to take into a list yeah uh, but yeah you can certainly do i think the princess is the golden sentinels and then maybe great pilgrim or um i don't know someone else uh, well, I mean, to be fair, like I, I, the if you do, we should one day do a a uh, thematic game of the Blood Brothers versus Imperial March, totally. but it would have to be thematic because the Blood Brothers are such a disadvantage in that matchup. You know that it would need something to kind of help even the odds with the scenario or something like that. You know, it's such a it, it's like they basically Blood Brothers get nothing, and the Imperial March are like. You cannot remove your death sentence yeah. markers. You gain another yeah, death I, sentence. I, I think. Know. Well, Shosu definitely helps with that. Yes, but I think, definitely. Well, I think he does anyway. But uh, still, I it's think, still uh, a bit of a tax. You know, it's still a hard, it's still yeah. a up uphill struggle. I, you know, I, I'll be up for it. I mean, 
I think the Blood Brothers have have got enough kind of stuff to to kind of even out just about. But I think they definitely start on the back foot. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, the sisters get a bonus and they don't. But it's just whether the Blood Brothers can still pull off more damage. Well, I, um, I think it, it's not just the sisters. So if they're in Imperial March, that's when it really hurts. Because they're not just yeah. the vengeance. It's like you can't... Like you said, you, it's the fact that you can't really get to the sisters because they've got so much bodyguard. Going well, it's, it, yeah. you won't be able to get rid of your um, your death sentence. Uh, the you, well, you yeah, but like I said, it shows shows that yeah. you can get rid of if, it. If you've got him, kind of, not such a problem. Yeah, but it's still a bit of a problem because yeah. he can only do so much. You know, so. he, yeah, true. And he's pretty. Uh, you know, he's not looking so great after that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, exactly. How many death sentences does he want to have on him? <laughs> well, we've got it all painted now, or pretty much there. So uh, that's definitely a, a YouTube bat rep game on the cards for the future, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think, I think it's an interesting enough game yeah, to give it a go, see if it plays out as you think it will. Uh, I, th- I think definitely, like my money would probably go on the uh, princesses, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't discount the brothers. Oh, I think definitely got not. Some, I, I think some you, tricks. you'd be surprised. Maybe there's other things we haven't considered. Yeah, well, having played against them, they were. They were a tough nut to crack, certainly. Um, so, yeah, intrigued to see how that goes. Cool. Well, we're coming up to two hours then. So, um, has anyone got any cl- final thoughts before we uh, close off the episode? I don't think so. My ears hurt because of these uh, <laughs> headphones that I'm wearing. That's my final oh. thought. Um, thanks for having me, guys. It's been fun. Actually, we should really do. Uh, we should actually have done an intro to Gav. <laughs> well, you can you can go to the the Bushido Cast official Bushido Cast YouTube channel, can't you? And then you can see me talking all about myself. Right on that note, then, guys, are we signing off? Indeed, we are. Thanks yeah. very, very much for everyone for listening, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Cheers, all. Bye. Bye.